Welcome to Your Next Mission podcast with the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilley. Proudly presented by Cavalry Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. Hello out there, warriors, past and present, and your families. And Thank you for your service to our great country. Welcome to season three of your next mission video podcast, a program initiative of the American Freedom Foundation. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and your host. Now, before we get started though, I wanna personally thank our presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global and Veterans United Home Loans for making your next mission happen. They love our veterans and families and I'm gonna say it every week, we love them too. We have an incredible show for you today. We're gonna to be focusing on veterans, me, veterans' mental illness and, uh, and specifically nightmares that veterans sometimes experience in combat or other traumatic events. And I'm so excited to introduce General Peter Corelli, U.S. Army retired and former 32nd Vice Chief of Staff in the Army and Grady Hanna, CEO of Nightwear. Welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Sergeant Major. Thank you for having us, Sergeant Major. Well, I appreciate it too. And, and uh, before we get started though, I, I'm sure the audience wants to hear all about, the, all about what we're gonna talk about uh, Nightwear. But before we do that, can each one of you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? And sir, we'll start with you. Well, I, I spent uh, almost 40 years in the United States Army, uh, culminating with Vice Chief of Staff of the Army, um, two tours in Iraq um, in 2004 or five and in 2006. Uh, and as I indicated, my last job was Vice Chief of Staff of the Army, where I got very, very interested uh, in uh, the effects of traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress. And since that time, uh, since my, I retired in 2012, I've been working to uh, not only fund a major research in traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress, uh, but also to help our warriors out there that are suffer suffering the effects of TBI and PTS. Yeah, I remember one time I was up in the Pentagon and, and I stopped and I was talking to you a little while. We was talking about suicide prevention and ways to, to prevent that too. And, and I know we're gonna talk about that today. Grady, how about yourself? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. I spent 15 years in Silicon Valley after graduating from college in Minnesota where I grew up. And I spent 12 years in the video game industry, really focusing on technical advances in real-time software uh, and large-scale uh, user environments. And I have to say, when I, when I learned about Nightwear, I, I fell in love with it because I saw an opportunity to take that technology, to take that cutting-edge sensor technology and software and really apply it to an acute problem that was hiding under the surface. Nightwear was invented by a young man in Minnesota when he was a senior in college, Tyler Sklazacic, who's since gone on to get his PhD in computer science. And when I learned of his invention, I had reached out to him the next day. And seven years later, we've been able to attract people like General Corelli, General Richard Thomas, uh, Dr. Brian Robertson, some people that have dedicated their lives to uh, our country and to veteran care. And I'm just honored to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Well, thank you so much. I'm gonna talk about uh, video games, but uh, I, I've tried to play it with my grandkids a couple times. I'm not very good. Sir, I know being deployed so many times and experienced combat, I, I find getting a, a good night's sleep sometimes was really rare. And considering most veterans who struggle with PTS also struggle with poor sleep quality, why aren't more people really talking about this? You know, Sergeant Major, when, when we start talking about the brain and things that control things like sleep, we, we enter into territory where we have to go back 100 years to understand where the research is. We just don't know a lot about the brain. And there, there are not a lot of biologically based diagnostics. Uh, and there are also not a, a lot of, of, of remedies uh, that work for everyone. This particular problem uh, with nightmares uh, is is one where, where, where there are very few. Uh, and then what interested me in uh, nightwear is uh, it's non-invasive. Uh, you know, so many of these things uh, we prescribe for post-traumatic stress uh, are off-label prescriptions. Uh, we end up with three or four and sometimes many, many more prescriptions we're taking uh, to work a symptom 
And because they're off-label, because those prescriptions came to market for some other problem, um, in some soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines, they work. Uh, in others, they don't. Um, and th this is an issue um, that people need to know, soldiers need to know, warriors need to know, that if they're having sleep issues, they need to talk to their primary care provider and let them know that, because there's things we could do today that we haven't been able to do uh, before, and, and nightwear is one of those things. Yeah, that's that's really funny you say that because I, I know throughout my entire period of time in the military, I, I was telling it a while ago, I probably only slept four to five or six hours a night. And uh, over, you know, you had 40 years, but I had 36. And, and uh, I just thought it was sort of normal uh, for me to do that. I mean, it was just what everybody else did. Sort of follow up though, uh, what are some of the consequences of poor quality sleep uh, and not treating sleep disturbances like, uh, you know, like nightmares? Well, I think we can all relate to that when we think about it. When we don't get a lot of sleep, we yeah. aren't at our best the next day. Now, for many, many years in the military, we, we don't do ourselves any favors. Yeah. You know, when you and I were growing up in the military, it was hua to be able to say you could get along on three hours sleep. But, but if you really looked at anybody um, who's gotten nine hours sleep in the last three days and see their performance levels, and we, we see this every, you know, all the time, uh, in the field or, or when deployed, uh, you're not at your best when you're, you're getting so little sleep. And, and finally, the services, particularly the Army, uh, have realized the importance of sleep. I used to always make fun of the aviators having to get sleep. Um, but you know what? Uh, in this one, the, the, the aviators were right. We are all at our best when we get good sleep. Now, folks with post-traumatic stress, if you know many of the symptoms that show up in the daytime with post-traumatic stress are ameliorated if someone gets a good night's sleep. It's, it's, it's the second and third order effects of a good night's sleep are all positive. Uh, and, and that's what nightwear does. It, it allows an individual um, to control their nightmares, to not have those nightmares, um, most individuals. Uh, and it, it does so in a non-invasive way. Yeah, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about one time I was deployed over in the Hornsfeld and we was going through maneuvers and we had a, a commander really, quite frankly, stayed up for about 36 hours and stuff. And, and just his decision-making process was, was unbelievable. He wasn't making the right decisions for, for nobody in the command. So, as you know, I, I fully understand that, that's for sure. Uh, if, you were to, if you were to go online and find a video of me after I'd gotten four hours sleep and four days briefing, um, General Cavazos, uh, a great American who we lost recently, um, it was embarrassing. Uh, I couldn't put together a complete sentence. Uh, I thought I was fine, but I wasn't fine. Yeah, we've all gone through that. Yeah, well, the the, the captain I was talking about, he was. Uh, there was people. There was uh, other tanks or uh, enemy forces are like a hundred meters in front of us, and I kept saying, "Sir, can I deploy back?" And and he just went blank. You know, so so again, back to your point of having a good night's sleep. So I, and I really never, again, I never thought about it when I was on active duty. Again, I, I thought it was just, it was just normal for me to sleep five or six hours. The other thing which is interesting too is, is the fact that we fly overseas and then we come back and we fly overseas and then we come back and we're in those different time zones. I guess that has a, a big disruption with your sleep too, that's for sure, for quite a while. And I never took anything to, to get me online. I sort of adjusted and it normally took, uh, probably about two weeks for me to, to start to have a good night's sleep anyway. So, hey, hey Grady, I understand that the, the development of a digital therapy system called Nightwear to help veterans and others with nightmares. Can you tell us about the, the new technology? Absolutely. And to uh, add on to what you both were re referring to, even among healthy sleepers, getting less sleep is difficult. But when you're talking about people that are dealing with hypervigilance, where they have a higher sense of post-traumatic stress, that sleep, that lack of sleep, and then additionally waking up to the worst experience of their life in many cases, or some allegory of a trauma that happened to them, it, it just sets their whole day off on the wrong direction. And so what Nightwear does is it measures the fight or flight response to a person's nightmares. And so uh, over time, someone's sleep patterns are largely consistent but when somebody has a nightmare as, as a result of a trauma, especially, there is a strong signature in regards to their heart rate and their movement that the Nightware AI package picks up on and then intervenes using vibrotactile feedback, 
buzzing a wrist-worn device to arouse the patient out of the nightmare without waking them. And so the high-level idea is Nightwear utilizes the operating procedure of a service dog. So service dogs for people with post-traumatic stress are trained to wake their masters out of their sleep when they're having a nightmare because if you complete your nightmare, your cortisol levels are heightened, you inevitably wake up, and then it's very difficult to get back to sleep. And so what Nightwear is doing is creating what's called a microarousal, an intervention of less than three seconds to arouse the patient out of the nightmare without waking them. That's when it's working optimally. Now, occasionally a nightmare will be so strong that Nightwear will have to continue to intervene until the person is woken up. But when they're woken up before their nightmare has completed, they're much more readily able to fall back asleep. Yeah, this this something that I wasn't going to ask. Can can you have a nightmare and not know that you're having a nightmare? Does that make sense? I mean, could you have something that's uh, that that can happen? Absolutely. And 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 again, when we're talking about people who are the best fit for nightmare, it's not necessarily those folks that are having nightmares and not really remembering it. It's folks that are having a strong fight or flight response to their nightmares. So they're waking up sweating. They're waking up, their heart is racing, they're distressed. Those are the people that are going to respond the best to nightwear. So it's not necessarily true that everyone who's having frequent nightmares, and that's defined as people having once a week or more. In some cases, people are having many more nightmares, uh, up to 10 or 15 a night or even more. And they're having a strong fight or flight response to those nightmares. Those are the people for whom nightwear is the best fit. Yeah, General Corelli, you can identify with this. I was on a bustle rack sleeping on uh, duffel bags, and uh, all of a sudden I sit up, and and I hear this loud noise, and this was back in Vietnam, and I hear this loud noise, and I don't know what it is, and all of a sudden somebody hits me, and uh, I looked at the guy, I said, man, what was that? He said, it was you. I was screaming, and I didn't realize I was screaming. That's why I asked you, could you have one and not know that you're, that you're having a nightmare? Uh, what's the history behind that development? Uh, Grady, what's the history behind uh, you know the development of of nightwear? Of course. Uh, so Tyler Sklazachik's father Patrick served in the army in Iraq, and he returned from Iraq with PTS and nightmare disorder, and he was having difficulty getting a service-connected disability designation at the VA because he would go in to get a one-night sleep study and his nightmares wouldn't show up. And so Tyler's first idea was to collect data about his father's nightmares so that he could get a, uh, he could present that evidence to the VA so they could have a more complete picture of his sleep. And then when Tyler had that idea for the intervention, that's when things really took off. And that's when he able, was able to use it successful on his, successfully on his father and that's when I learned about him. And that's when I reached out to him. And that was back in September 2015 that he invented Nightwear. And so since then, we've made the decision to be an evidence-based company to run clinical trials and to provide evidence to prescribers and to regulatory bodies. So Nightwear has a breakthrough device designation from the FDA. We have FDA clearance and we just had our first published data in the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine. And so there are plenty of opportunities for people to learn more about nightwear, but that genesis was a young man helping his father. Yeah, yeah. So I have two questions here for you. How common or persistent of nightmares and, and who is most likely to experience them? Well, anybody who goes through a traumatic event uh, liable to experience uh, nightmares. And, and that is what drove me um, to, um, to work with with nightwear to, to help folks uh, with nightmares. You know, when I was vice chief of staff of the army uh, for the last four years, I was asked to work to, to, to try to uh, alleviate and, and get down the to zero the army suicide rate. Uh, we'd seen our suicide rate double yeah. in a 10 year period to 2008, really less than a 10 year period um, to where it, it was greater than the civilian population. Uh, and we were able to do, as you remember, uh, investigations after every single suicide. And, and it was um, always troubling to me um, that, that many, many of the individuals uh, who committed suicide, we found out um, from their partners or spouses that they had been experiencing nightmares. Um, now, nightwear will never claim 
um, that it can stop suicide. But I believe uh, that the fact that it controls nightmares and allows an individual to get a good night's sleep who has suffered a traumatic event and has these horrible nightmares, that they're able to use this device rather than what some soldiers do, and, and that's self-medicate. Um, they either use drugs or alcohol um, to, to try to put themselves to sleep, so to speak, um, so they won't have those nightmares. Um, so the fact that it's non-invasive, uh, the fact that it's a watch that you put on your wrist, uh, and uh, the, the fact that, quite frankly, uh, from it usually works on an individual within three days after starting to use it. We're able to, they are able to collect the data uh, and intervene on the fourth or fifth night after an individual starts um, using the device. Um, I'm really excited about it because I, I think for many, it, it, it's, it's going to be a huge help. Yeah. You, you know, I, at one time, somebody was talking to me, they said that the one in one out of five people in the military have some form of post-traumatic stress. Is that number still pretty accurate or do you know? I don't know if you know or not. You know, I don't think anybody knows for sure, uh, but I've seen numbers as high as 20% of those coming uh, out of Iraq and Afghanistan um, because so many of our soldiers uh, who came in just after 2000, uh, when you think about it, uh, they, they were fighting in wars for 20 years. Um, I used to be, I, I used to think that um, the two deployments I had were a lot, uh, I'm a rookie uh, compared to some of these youngsters uh, who came in just after 2000 uh, and have been on constant uh, overseas combat deployments uh, for 20 years. Yeah. It's yeah. a real issue. Yeah. Uh, one last question for me. The, the, the other thing I, I think about sometimes, you know, we, we, we're really working hard on what we're doing now for the current force. Uh, but as I get older, I think more about the, the kind of things that I've seen when I was younger. You know, I was, this was back in Vietnam. I remember stepping over bodies and stuff. And so now as I get a little bit old, I, I'm thinking about that even a lot more now than I did then. I get that it probably bothers me a little bit more. Is that, you think that's normal too, I guess? Or? I, think it's, I think it's totally normal. Yeah. Uh, I think those things do get ingrained in our brains. And we cause, we, it, they cause us to pause and reflect uh, as we get older and have more experience. And, and, and that's what we see with, with folks with post-traumatic stress. Um, you know, I drop the D. Um, I don't call it post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. I call it post-traumatic stress uh, because I think it's, it's unfair uh, to look at something, somebody who has experienced uh, the things that many uh, of our service members have experienced on these, these combat deployments and tell them they have a disorder uh, because they have issues with nightmares and, and, and other symptoms of post-traumatic stress. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing I think about, too, is sometimes is, is I, I, for me, and I'm just talking about me, is I think uh, there's a block in my brain. You know, I, I know I've seen things, but I don't, but I don't see them. You know, and I know I was there and all the things that occurred, but, but I sort of block it out, too. I, sort, I, I don't know if it's just a block for your brain or or that occurs to everybody, I don't know. But but I, you know, I, I always think about Vietnam. I was in Vietnam during the Tet Offensive. I was uh, actually stepped over bodies where they napalmed them and there's bodies laying everywhere. And I and I know it was sin. I know I was there and I was looking at it, but, but I, I now can't see that. You know what I mean? I, I can't visualize that anyway. And again, getting a little bit older, maybe, maybe, I, maybe in war you just have a block and you try to cut all that stuff out of your how do you brain there a little bit, if that even makes sense? I don't know. No, I, I, th I, think, I think you're right. But the mere fact that you can describe that to me means that it resides somewhere in your brain. And it appears in a nightmare, uh, you know, um, that, that, that can be have serious consequences for folks yeah. and cause them to do things. The yeah. thing that always uh, bothered me about suicide is suicide is such an impulsive event. It's such an impulsive event when somebody decides that they're gonna go ahead uh, and take their own life. Um, and uh, again, Nightwear can't claim to, to stop suicide, but I happen to believe that if we can put soldiers on a road uh, to, to getting a better night's sleep, uh, that many of the other symptoms associated with post-traumatic stress, if we can end those nightmares, if we can do it non-invasively, many of those other symptoms of post-traumatic stress, that in the daytime when you're awake, um, cause problems in your life. They may not go away, but they'll be ameliorated. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you're so right, sir. Grady, I, th I think this is a great discussion. We're talking with General Peter Corelli, U.S. Army, retired, and, and Grady Hanna, CEO of Nightwear, about nightmares and that many veterans experience it. And if you're watching your next mission video podcast with me, your host, Jack Eptilly, 12th Sergeant Major Army, don't forget, if you enjoy this discussion, I know that you are, this is a discussion that uh, helps our veteran community. You know, there's a lot of people, I read something the other day where uh, there was a, a young soldier that, that hadn't got a good sleep in 10 years. Uh, and there's a lot of people out there that suffer. Remember, there's people out here that, uh, that want to assist you any way that you can. Again, please, if you, if you like this discussion, click on that subscribe button there below because we want to assist you in, in any way we can. Uh, Grady, I, I wanted to get into how a person knows when their, their nightmares are, are serious enough uh, that they should seek you know, some kind of medical help or medical care, I guess. Uh, thank you, Sergeant Major. Uh, it's, it's important to realize that every mental health condition is self-reported. So when you think of having anxiety versus having anxiety disorder, the point is that in having nightmares, the difference between having an occasional nightmare and having nightmare disorder is, is it disrupting your daily life? Yeah. Is it disruptive to you? Is it disruptive, for instance, to your bed partner? Is it, is it persistent and invasive enough that it's affecting your ability to function. And service members and veterans are trained to be self-reliant. And when we think of mental health and, and doing something about your mental health, many times it involves uh, prescriptions, which most people want to avoid if they can. And what's so brilliant about nightmare dis about nightwear and its treatment for nightmare disorder is that you can go in and seek help from your provider and get something non-invasive that has virtually no side effects. Yeah. And so when we think about people consulting their providers about nightmare disorder, there are some startling statistics. There was a study done in the military that 60% of people with nightmare disorder never disclose it to their healthcare provider, to any healthcare provider. And two thirds of people with nightmare disorder think that there's no way to treat it. And so, in consulting with people's healthcare provider, they may not be a great fit for nightwear because for instance, you have to have a strong fight or flight response to your nightmare for nightwear to be most effective, but at least learning more and trying to find that way to get a handle on your nightmares is always beneficial because when people have post-traumatic stress, as General Corelli pointed out, your sleep should be a place where you're able to process those things, where you're able to take short-term memory and move it to long-term memory. But when people have nightmare disorder, that trauma is reinforced. It's as if this, this gift that we have to be able to use sleep to process our day's events is short-circuited and the nightmares become an invasive part of people's lives. And it's how they start their day. They start their day remembering a trauma that happened to them. And night, if nightwear can help people with that, that's a big benefit. Yeah, you, you know, great as you was talking, I was thinking about most leaders, uh, whether or not it's a sergeant for a class or a staff sergeant or a or general officer or whatever, uh, they don't want to, sometimes they don't want to tell anybody they have a problem. Uh, they don't have a chink in their armor. You know, they don't want to say, hey, I don't want to go to the doctor and say anything. So I think that's, a, it's, a, it's a culture that we have to change within the military because we've always been like that. You know, I want to say, you know, if I'm a leader in charge of something, I don't want to tell anybody I got a problem because uh, people, they think, you know, the perception is they'll look at you a little bit differently, and the, but that's not true. Uh, but I think that's the perception of a lot of people. Sir, you want to add anything to that? No, I totally agree with you. We, we you know, trying to get individuals um, to, admit that, that they have these issues and seek, seek appropriate help for it. I, I think Grady makes a great point. Um, nightwear is not going to help every single person end their nightmares. However, when you talk to your provider, your provider can either prescribe nightwear or something else because we're making strides in, in understanding the brain. We still aren't where we need to be. There's a lot more research that needs to be done. I think we've gone a long way in the military of reducing that stigma. We still have a long way to go yeah. to get leaders to admit uh, and go to that provider 
uh, and let them know that uh, these are the things I'm struggling with. Can you help me? Uh, and that taking that first step is hard for me, uh, but it's a step that uh, we've just got to get them to take. Yeah, uh, because it's so critical. Yeah, it's, it's, again, as you get a little bit older, you're more after empty, uh, more able to probably step forward a little bit. The uh, I've had, and I think I told you before, but but I've had post-traumatic stress for I don't know 50 years or something like that, and and certain words that I say, I'll tear up, and I and I've got to change the subject real quick. It's not that I'm I'm crying; it's just that it's hard to get through those words. So it's it's a lot of people that have issues that uh, I think. I think my issues, though, I think I was, uh, you know, that was when I, at the beginning of my service in the military, you know, basic training, uh, jump school, Vietnam, and post-traumatic stress came out of that because I was overran, 20 wounded, and seven killed. So that's lived with me forever. But I think as I get a little bit older, I'm able to deal with it. And I know when it's coming on, so I'll just, again, change the subject and, or do something else. Hey, Grady, please tell us how nightwear works and, and how quickly a patient really can experience, you know, some results. Right, so the key to nightwear is that it's non-invasive and it works quickly. And so nightwear, you wear a wrist-worn device. We actually used a provisioned Apple Watch. So an Apple Watch and an iPhone that are provisioned to run only nightwear. You can't run anything else on it. You can connect to the internet and utilize nightwear. You can connect to Wi-Fi so that you can upload your, your nightwear data, but you can't browse, you can't text. It's, it's to run only nightwear. And then what it does is it utilizes the heart rate monitor, the gyroscope and the accelerometer to measure someone's heart rate and movement, utilizing our AI algorithms that then can predict that then can that then can detect when someone is likely having a nightmare and it intervenes by buzzing the watch at increasing duration to arouse the patient from the nightmare without waking them. Yeah. And so when people start getting their sleep, we, we see a profound impact on their mental health as well as their physical well-being. People that are now able to exercise again and do some of those really gifts that we have as humans to keep ourselves healthy and happy that have to be sidelined when you're not getting your sleep. Yeah, uh, Grady, the other day I asked you, that, now I have an Apple Watch, I love my Apple Watch, but it's a specific Apple Watch that just works with nightwear, correct? It, you can't use, anybody that's got an Apple Watch can't use that, yeah. Exactly. Due to our commitment to FDA quality assurance and quality management, we have to guarantee that nightwear will behave the same way every time and provide the intervention every time. So you can really conceive of, a, as we provision the, the Apple devices, they become in a way custom hardware. And so that's what we're able to utilize those devices to provide a specific treatment. Whereas people's personal devices we don't have any insight or control over what how people are using those. When people are using devices during the day, they tend to charge them at night. Yeah. And so it's much cleaner and more effective to have a devoted device that sits on your nightstand just like you would a CPAP or something of that nature. Yeah. Can, can you monitor that device? Is there a system that monitors the device? How many nightmares I have a night or something? Is, is there something that monitors that device? For the... Yes, that's, that's why we enable patients to connect to their Wi-Fi is that data is uploaded and we provide a back-end portal so that healthcare providers and doctors can see that patient's sleep data. And then we also provide information to the patients themselves because when nightwear is working perfectly, people don't realize it's working because they're just staying asleep and they're not remembering their nightmares. Yeah. And so we wanna let them know, hey, here's how much you're sleeping, Here's when the interventions have happened so that people can, we can have that feedback loop so that people can understand that nightwear is playing a role in them getting better sleep. Yeah. Sir, who is using nightwear currently and, and how is it working for them? Well, I think we have over 400 prescriptions of, uh, of nightwear. It, it, it is approved uh, by TRICARE for active uh, dirty, duty service members. Um, and we're seeing an increase in prescriptions every single year. We hope soon to have FDA, FDA clearance and be covered by the F, or correction, F, we have FDA. We, we hope to be VA uh, covered and get coverage from the VA. Um, that'll be a, a big breakthrough. Uh, and, and the recent um, uh, published uh, article in the Journal of Sleep Medicine uh, of our data, uh, along with uh, the increase in prescriptions, 
uh, we see uh, with active component service members, I hope is going to move the VA very, very soon um, to um, uh, approving uh, nightwear uh, and, and covering it. You know, I, I might add one other thing, uh, uh, Sergeant Major, that I, I think is absolutely uh, essential. When Grady first called me and asked me to do this, and believe me, uh, I get four or five calls a week of people who've got devices that, that, that they think are going to help with some issue that a soldier's happening. The very first thing I asked him was, what's your plan to get FDA approval? Um, and I expected him to say, well, we really don't have one. But instead, he said, we're going to have it by the end of the month. Wow. And that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm calling you. Uh, I kind of snickered at that. And sure enough, he received FDA um, breakthrough approval um, within that month. Uh, and we were on our way with night. To me, that's absolutely critical. And soldiers are asking me all the time, I've got an Apple Watch, can I download the app and use it? Yeah. The FDA just doesn't allow that, yeah. okay? They don't allow it to be running with all those other apps because they, they don't know what the impact is gonna be. Um, so this is specially provisioned, as he said, but the key to that um, is FDA approval, which I, I feel is absolutely essential. One of the things, uh, one of the things that always bothers me is 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 how we market. How do we get the word out? I know that's one of the concerns that you have. I mean, it takes us so long. You told me something the other day about if we developed a, a new prosthetic or something, it takes you like 16 or 17 years for people to understand. How are you going through? And this is a question for both of you. Well, sir, we'll start with you. How how do we, how are we marketing? How are we getting the word out to the veterans about uh, about nightwear? Well, you're going to be a big help in doing that. I, I'm working with VSOs all over the country giving them updates as we uh, continue this nightwear journey, letting them know that it's available out there, that there is something that can help those who are suffering from nightmares. But you just gotta work it as hard as you possibly can. Uh, Apple just did a fantastic article where they talked about nightwear and um, what the Apple Watch, which they're very, very proud of, uh, has been able to uh, facilitate um, with the use of nightwear. Um, so it, it, it is a struggle. Um, but you use um, shows like yours uh, and any other opportunity we have to talk about it. And, and you're right. You know, if you developed a new prosthetic that was cheaper or not prosthetic or a hip replacement that was cheaper, uh, less time in the hospital, lasted longer uh, and a shorter recovery period, um, journal article after journal article shows it would take 16 years wow. um, before that is generally accepted and used by every orthopedic surgeon who's replacing hip joints uh, in the United States. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's 17 years in Great Britain, so we got <laughs> one. There you go. Grady, you want to add anything to that? Uh, the advocacy and the commitment of veteran service organizations, the fact that veterans stick together, they have uh, excellent networks, uh, word of mouth, is extremely important because um, people want to hear from somebody that they trust. Yeah. And so having somebody with the credibility of General Corelli and uh, General Thomas, uh, them able to see all of the data, all of the experiences, talk with the providers and, and prescribers and really have that entire picture and then be able to convey to the people with whom they've developed trust over years and decades is a, is a huge difference. And then additionally, uh, social media and, uh, and, and things like your program are absolutely part of that process. So we're, we're so thankful to be on today. Yeah, I know you hit it right on the head with the, about trust. If they trust you and they have confidence in you, uh, they're gonna look at that program. We're gonna we're gonna take a we're gonna talk about this. I hope you're enjoying uh, the discussion, Dave. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back, and you're watching your next mission video podcast. You're watching your next mission, proudly presented by the Cavalry Agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size. Ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Purdue Global, providing affordable online education for hardworking adults. 
Learn more about a personalized, innovative, and world-class education at purdueglobal.edu. Veterans United Home Loans, the number one VA lender for five straight years. If you're buying, they're funding your dreams. Learn more at veteransunited.com. Now back to your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilley. Welcome back. We're blessed to be here today with General Peter Corelli, U.S. Army retired, and Grady Hanna, CEO of Nightwear. And I want all of our viewers to reach out to me directly. Tell us about your transition out of your military. Tell us what topics you'd like us to cover. You know, I always tell people it's, it's not my show, it's our show. So tell us what you, uh, you want us to talk about. You can call or text me at 844-424-1134, and I'll actually reach back out to you. Or send me an email at uh, smatilly at yournextmission.org. Sir uh, and Grady, we're, we're heading into our final segment with you today, and I hope you've enjoyed it uh, just as much as I have. I, I've really enjoyed this discussion because it relates to a, an old guy like me. I just have a couple more questions. Sir, this, is, this has been uh, really a fantastic discussion. We've, we've dedicated season two to, to, and I know we've already talked about this, about uh, suicide, but we dedicated our season two to veterans' mental health in an effort to uh, help veterans that are, that are contemplating suicide. And, and I'd really just like to address that just a little bit more. I, I, uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but I had a good friend that, uh, that I worked with when I was a division sergeant major. He got to be a senior non-commissioned officer in the Army here. And about a, a year ago now, uh, I got the word that uh, he let his, his wife went shopping. He's let his, uh, his dog out in the backyard and went down to uh, the woods around his house and committed suicide. And that's, that's one of the issues that, uh, that I really just, just bothers me a great deal. Uh, do, you, do, you think, uh, do you think there's any chance that, uh, that this could reduce suicide? I mean, if it could, it, it just would certainly be huge. Uh, you know, and and it's, I guess the other question is, is, is there any research that support that, uh, that it could prevent suicide, sir? Well, we're trying, uh, and uh, we have a real good opportunity, we think, to be able to, to do some of that research that you're talking about. But uh, there hasn't been any done uh, yet. But we're hoping uh, in the new, near future to be able to kick off a study uh, that would look at the impact of nightwear uh, in reducing suicides. You know, Sergeant Major, four years of studying suicide taught me a heck of a lot. And there are a lot of reasons why people take their lives. We've got over-medication issues. Um, where we just don't know that much about the brain. We provide individuals uh, all these uh, drugs that they take. Like I indicated, they're off-label prescriptions. There's no drug that has come to market specifically to treat post-traumatic stress. Every drug, every prescription we give to a soldier is something that came to market and was proved by, by the FDA for some other problem somebody had. Yeah. A problem maybe... It, one of the symptoms we see is suicide, and some for some folks that can help them. Nightwear can cannot and will not make a claim that it is it, it, it can reduce suicide. Uh, I because the research hasn't been completed, but at the same time, I believe if you can give people a good night's sleep, if you can take away the nightmares, um, you have a real real good chance of improving some of the other symptoms of post traumatic stress that take place in the daytime. And when you reduce those symptoms, uh, I've got to believe um, the, the suicide rates that, that we're seeing today um, will go down. Now, Sergeant Major, the, the problem with what you said is you have a friend that committed suicide. I don't think you can talk to anybody who served um, for either a short period of time or a long period of time in, in the combat environments uh, that we were in that doesn't know a good friend yeah. that committed suicide. And that is the tragedy. And we've got to look at all the factors uh, that are causing that and do everything we can uh, to help uh, our great Americans uh, get better. Yeah, I, I think the other problem is, and, and, and this may have been something I told you years ago in the Pentagon, I think we just don't talk to each other enough. Uh, we don't. We we look at the iPhone versus anything else, and we we text, but we don't communicate as much as we as we used to do probably years ago. And I think that's that's one of the downfalls. And the other thing is is uh, is people don't, again people don't want to talk about the stresses that they have. 
They want to just sort of keep it to themselves. And, and again, we got to change the culture about being more open, talking a little bit more. I, again, talking about me, because that's the only thing I can really relate to. I think that one thing that helped me in my lifetime, because I knew I had issues years ago, is, is that I, I, I just became talkative, I guess. And I wanted to talk, and I wanted, and I wanted to be active. I didn't want to sit in one spot, and I wanted to do as much as I could. And it just helped me a great deal, just sort of working out. I think the people that, that struggle sometimes are the ones that just sit down and don't do anything. They just sit down and they worry about the things or the stress they have in life. So is there any other, any other insights that come from your research? Anything else you found in the research of all this stuff on the, on the nightmares? Or? No, I, you know, I just I have to reiterate uh, the, the thing that uh, has always impressed me about night, <clears throat> nightwear is, uh, number one, it's not invasive. Um, those people that are suffering from post-traumatic stress don't want another pill if they can avoid it. Uh, number two, it's got it's got FDA approval. Um, I think that's absolutely essential. Number three, there's a whole bunch of um, devices out there that collect a heck of a lot of data. You know, on your Apple Watch, it'll tell you how many steps um, you're doing every day. But that it it doesn't really tell you what to do with that number that you get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's what's wonderful about nightwear is nightwear collects the data. What's going on in your body during sleep? And it does something with that data and does something about it. Yeah. And that's the difference. That's the difference with so many of the other devices that are out there that collect a whole bunch of data, throw it at us, and it's kind of up to us to decide what to do with that data. Do I need to go on a diet? Do I need to do more steps? You know, uh, is my heart rate too high? You know, do I have to go to a doctor to see a cardiologist? You know, all those kinds of things. What Nightwear does is it collects that data and does something with that data. And that to me is absolutely correct. Wow. Hey, Gritty, I have two questions for you. How can a vet, how can veterans and, and active duty service members get Nightwear? Uh, thank you, Sergeant Major. So currently Nightwear has insurance coverage through TRICARE and we're working with the VA to receive insurance coverage through the VA. Semper Fi has been a fantastic partner to this point where if someone is suffering from nightmare disorder and their nightmare disorder is service connected, uh, Semper Fi has purchased devices for approximately 10 veterans at this point. But the real, the real step is for us to get VA coverage. And we feel like we're close with that. Um, but advocacy is and ever vigilance is important to be able to move these types of, of processes forward. Uh, the other question I have for you is, is and uh, where can veterans get more information about nightwear and, and how to seek help for nightmares? Exactly. So reaching out to us at info at is an excellent way to do that. And we've got um, supporting literature on our website, nightwear.com, where folks can learn more. And we want to help people along in their process because Many people, they don't know what they don't know. They might not even realize that this is treatable. And I'd like to add something, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, you know, suicidality, suicidality, and when people are on the brink of suicide, is obviously a critical and time-sensitive situation. But nightmare disorder affects all kinds of quality of life issues, all kinds of knock-on issues. And the sad reality is that most of these folks that are dealing with nightmare disorder, the most socially acceptable way for them to deal with their nightmares is to drink themselves to sleep so that they pass out. And that's just, that's not right. That's not what folks should have to be uh, uh, set to. You know, if you wanna go out and have a drink to celebrate with your friends or, or have an experience with the people you love, that's one thing, but to have to self-medicate in order to deal with something uh, this invasive, there's a better way. And so as, as our chief medical officer, uh, Brian Robertson puts it, who he retired a, a colonel in the army and he was the chief of sleep medicine at Walter Reed. He said the ways that nightmare disorder have been dealt with previously is you can change people's brain chemistry. You can utilize cognitive behavioral therapy, which has shown effectiveness, but it's very high interaction. It's very difficult for people to fit in with their lives. And now nightmare is really a new paradigm of sleep care. It's a way to non-invasively interrupt these nightmares before they occur or just as they're occurring. And that's a way that folks can continue on with their lives 
uh, and just have a better quality of life. And so uh, along any stage that someone is dealing with nightmare disorder, if they're having that strong fight or flight response, we believe we can help them. And to be able to get the word out on your next mission has, has been a real privilege. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, uh, thank you so much. And thank you for uh, what both of you are doing. This is unbelievable stuff. And, and for the people that are listening today, I just want to tell you real quick here is that uh, don't think you're alone. There's always somebody out there that can help you. And if you're having problems sleeping or, or you're having nightmares, it seems to me this is a, a good system to check into. Because, uh, you know, if you need help, we want to help you, that's for sure. Any final thoughts, anything you want to share with the audience? Uh, sir, we'll start with you. Anything you want to maybe we miss or want to cover? Yeah, you know, it, it, I, I talked a lot about the brain and what we don't know about the brain, but I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you right now that there's a couple things we do know and we know with certainty. If you're self-medicating, okay, with either drugs or alcohol, because you've got sleep issues, and nightmares might be one of those sleep issues, you need help. You need help. And as Grady said, there are lots of ways you can be helped. If this program does anything, anything at all, I hope it will get those that are suffering from those issues uh, in to see their provider and get the help that they need. Uh, because if, if, if you're doing that, you, you've got problems that uh, need to be fixed uh, and your healthcare provider can help you um, with nightwear or some other um, ability to help people who have these issues. And, and I think that's, that is something we can state with certainty. Yeah, thank you, sir. Grady, how about yourself? Do you have anything else you wanna add? Uh, any final thoughts? Well, just, just overall, um, the VA and the government is trying to do what they can to help people that are dealing with post-traumatic stress. It is a very difficult condition to treat with a lot of different vectors that you have to account for. Many of them are very difficult to modify. And so in the case of nightwear, the nightmare disorder may not be the only symptom that somebody is dealing with and the only issue they're having in their lives but it's modifiable without adding additional side effects. And I wanna say personally, it's a privilege to be able to work with General Corelli and other people that have dedicated themselves to defending our country. I didn't serve. I thoroughly enjoy meeting with, with the veterans and soldiers because these are people that care deeply about those that they served with and care deeply about our country and to be able to do something to help them in a material way for them to be able to live uh, better lives with their families and loved ones is a, is a true privilege. And the tragedies that I hear that people have gone through are, are staggering. Yeah, so, sometimes it's, it's uh, I guess it's sometimes hard for people to understand uh, about post-traumatic stress or about being in the military, unless you've been in the military. Uh, and it's, it's hard to understand, and it's hard for people to probably understand the issues. The other thing you just said is, uh, you know, I've been around General Corelli, I guess, for quite a few years, and, and I can tell you that, I, and all the people I know, know that he cares about taking care of uh, veterans and families. And, and I guess I'll go back to what I said before. I remember the time, again, in the Pentagon where you stopped me and, and talked about suicide prevention. You know, he didn't have to stop me. He didn't have to ask that question. But you could tell just by listening to that discussion about how much he really wanted to, to make a difference and help the lives or save the lives of, of some of our veterans and families. So I, I just want to personally thank both of you what you're doing. And we'll help you any way we can. And uh, we appreciate uh, all you're doing, all you continue to do for our veterans and families. Thank you very much, Sergeant Major. All right. Thank you, Sergeant Major. Thank you, sir. Thanks to General Corelli and, and Grady Hanna for being with us today. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major Army, and you've been watching your next mission video podcast. And thank you for, for watching today. This is a, a great discussion about some issues that, you know, sometimes we want to put off to the side, but, but we know they're there. And we just need to go head at them and, and try to fix them as much as we can. Please visit our website on yournextmission.org and leave me a review. I always say I hope it's a, a good review, but if it's a bad one, I guess I can take that too. You can also visit our partners there who can provide you with so many services that will assist you in your transition from the military. And please visit our corporate partners there and see all the, the jobs that are available. Please know we want to assist you any way we can. I'm going to say that twice. Please know we want to assist you 
anyway we can. I've said it before, this is not my, this is our show, and we want to help you any way we can. I never thought I'd say this, but please follow me on my social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and, and LinkedIn. And if you've enjoyed this discussion with General Corelli and, and Grady, please like us, click on that subscribe button. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. Please leave me a message or send me a text at 844-424-1134 or send me an email at uh, smatilly at yournextmission.org. Thanks again to General Corelli and Grady Hanna for, for joining us today. It was just absolutely great or wonderful having them on the show. And, and this is a part of the show that uh, I always like to give my final thoughts. And, and I was listening to the general and Grady talk today and, and I really, you know, I guess I'm thinking about myself. I'm thinking about the kind of things that, that I know I'd live through throughout my military career, not sleeping. Uh, three to four hours or five hours a night, having post-traumatic stress and, uh, and really not knowing how to deal with those kind of things. But just being a soldier and doing what you're supposed to be doing and, and just keep moving. Remember, there's people out there that, that love you, that want to help you, that want to do all they can to, have, to make sure that you have a better life. You know, so don't never think that you're alone. Again, thanks to thanks for watching and thanks to Cloudcast Media, New Mind Studios, and of course, our four presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. We appreciate all you do for our military. And as always, see you on the high ground. hoo You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org.